It's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking. She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the life. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Here we are. We are here, and I'm showing up with a little bit of... Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. So, I've been listening to Not Quite Therapy. Oh. During my workouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to... What a great show. It is a great show. <laughs> um, I didn't have time to really listen to it when it was actually coming out mm-hmm. weekly, um, but now I do because it is my motivation to go into the garage and do my um, my strength training. Cool. I have to... I used to love strength training and I couldn't wait to go lift weights and now I have to seriously incentivize myself. So to do it. The, the sounds of Brian's and my voice make you want to just pump iron. I, I wouldn't say that necessarily, <laughs> but like I've gotten interested in the episodes. And so that keeps me entertained while I'm in the garage lifting mm-hmm. weights. And so I was happy to hear that Brian is going to try Summer Christmas. Yeah. Um, I don't think that he did it i was wondering (laughs) that's why it's housekeeping we need to go back and find out from him whether or not he actually tried summer christmas because he sounded really surprised by the idea which i was like duh you've never heard of summer christmas before i know that there was going to be a pink christmas tree oh if he did it um so i really hope that he got out the pink christmas tree well he may i have to call him today anyway so i'll ask okay well he may have moved on since school has started now and it's, Mm -hmm. it's not really summer anymore and it's somewhere on the calendar but not in our hearts mm-hmm. so um <laughs> no longer in our hearts so i was wondering about that so please find out and report back i will do so excellent all right um so speaking of it not really being summer anymore um in our hearts um and school starting and other various and sundry things that happen around this time of the year i have a confession it's time for a true confession. You are forgiven, my child. Bless her heart. I've already confessed this to the internet. It's Facebook official. My pumpkins are out. <gasps> I Full saw it. Force. I'm so proud of you. In t- in my, on my front porch, there is a bin, a plastic bin of 4th of July decorations. <laughs> <laughs> being slowly covered with cobwebs because it's been sitting there for a couple of weeks. Wow. Because mm-hmm. I took them all down in a fit of rage that mm-hmm. I was so tired of this endless spring break that we've been on since March. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore. And I took down all the patriotic stuff, which I usually leave up until Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And I 
put it into its bin and I closed it up and I latched the top and then um, it has to go on a high shelf. So that's where I stopped. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's just sitting on the porch. And then I went inside and I, um, this past weekend, decided, screw it. it I know it's still August, it, which it was at the time. I'm putting up the pumpkins. Nothing matters anymore. The whole the whole year I think it's fine. is a crapshoot. And so my house is officially like it's like Hobby Lobby at my house. I think it is fine. I Every think holiday is, okay. is being represented at my house right now. <laughs> I think you should live your life the way that you want to. And I am proud of your pumpkin. Thank you. I think it's wonderful. My little when I got the pumpkin bin down, there's um, Thanksgiving stuff in there, and so my mm-hmm. little one was trying to put up turkeys and stuff. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not to turkeys yet. We, turkeys is where I draw the line. Like we Give can me have till pumpkins. Like September yeah. eighth. <laughs> yeah. So my I have some pumpkins that are jack o' lanterns, mm-hmm. and so I just turn them around so that jack o' lantern right. face you, is not visible. And then I'll I'll turn them back. You're just trying Halloween. to encourage fall. I yes. understand. Good. It's like the a law of attraction. I'm putting out into the universe what I want. I'm going to go home and put up my um, my Thanksgiving wreath, I yeah. think. I'm going to get a cinnamon broom. I'm going to go. <gasps> I love a yeah, cinnamon I'm gonna, broom. I'm going to hang it over my door like mm-hmm. like a um, like a feng shui kind of thing. I'm nice. going to create my own version of feng shui where you can, you can attract fall to your house the by putting is, up pumpkins and cinnamon brooms. Everyone who says they're a feng shui expert is pretty much making up their own version of feng shui. <laughs> so you're just as, just as uh, qualified as anyone else. Well, I am so glad that you're so accepting of my, um, totally my secret accepting. fall lifestyle because mm-hmm. that's actually part of the grab bag today. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, believe it or not. What? What did they come up with now? <laughs> Not that Let's see one. what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. So continuing my trend of being a late adopter of television shows and pop culture, mm-hmm. I've recently discovered a new to me show, Three Wives, One Husband. I think that, A, that sounds gross. Um, <laughs> but B, you aren't the only person who's adopting shows really late because we have nothing else to right. do. You know, so we're just finding all these old TV shows. Yesterday, I watched um, a movie. It was the number two movie in the country yesterday. Like, you know, Netflix says what's number one. What, right. This was the number two thing that people were watching, and it was a movie from, like, 2013. Right. That's so, where we are now. You know, that's, yeah. that's what we're doing. Well, I was watching Three Wives, One Husband as if this was breaking news. Like, I was Googling it and discovered the show actually came out in, like, 2015 on TLC. Um, A few weeks ago, I was having, like, a moment of... I just really needed something really easy to watch. And I watched Netflix has one episode of The Bachelor. Oh. And it's from like 2009. Ooh. And I binged it and then I researched the people. Yeah. And, and I read where all of the where all of them went and how they're doing. And, yep. you know, yeah. So I did that too. I got really invested in a decade-old Bachelor. <laughs> when I do that, when I get sucked into a decade-old reality show... I'm, I have a little bit of a rule to myself. I have varying levels of success at following my own rule, but I tell myself no Googling them until I've watched all of the episodes. Because like with Married at First Sight, I was not done with that, with that season, and I was already Googling to find out what happened to their marriages. Once, I've, once I learned that they, you know, what the fate was, I wasn't interested anymore. Yeah, um, I kind of screwed myself on that uh bachelor because it got down to the final two 
and I had seen something where I was like, oh, I know who he picks. Mm-hmm. And so I I did a Google to see if they were still married, and I found out that it was an absolute curveball, and he ended up not picking her. Like, And, and I gave myself too much information. Yeah. You know, yeah. I watched it clear through, like, the wedding episodes <laughs> and the yeah. <laughs> got really, really invested in these people. And then, actually, a part of this season... What happened was they went on a radio show. Okay. okay. So they went on this radio show like to talk about there were like three girls left or whatever, and they were mm-hmm. on the talk show. And then I started reading about them like 10 years later, and the girl who he married, so, okay, it was a husband and wife who ran the, the talk show. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So like they're the hosts. They're the Chrissy and Heather. Right. right? Mm-hmm. They got divorced. Okay. And the bachelor the bachelor girl the girl who married the bachelor the girl who married the bachelor is the co-host of that show now oh so she went on that show as like one of three girls that he might pick and, and then she ended up with a job ended up, that was her job for like a decade wow that is interesting that's weird right huh. yeah well <laughs> i got sucked into polygamy Mm-hmm. And I had so many questions. And some of my questions were not necessarily about polygamy, but more about like this commune that they've created. Mm-hmm. So the three wives, one husband is um, takes place in in a place called Rockland Ranch mm-hmm. in Utah. And it is this commune, for lack of a better word, a community that is that is built into the side of a big rock formation. Mm-hmm. And they they carve their houses out of the rock. Like they dynamite holes in the rock and build their houses so that their houses are... Like, like three walls? Like a cave? No, it's, it's, a, it's four walls, but they... It's like they have the facade or like the first third of the house is emerging from the rock. Oh, interesting. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And the rest is like in the rock. So the fourth wall is the rock? Yes. Okay. Got yeah. It. The fourth got wall it. is the rock. And so I've got questions about that. I've got questions mm-hmm. about neat. like, I want a tour of the house. Like, forget the polygamy stuff. I want to see what your house looks like. Yeah, that's interesting. And like, how, like, like, do you, I guess they don't have, they only have windows on the front, I guess. Oh, yeah. So that was oh, interesting. No, that's a little creepy. Then I'm watching this and it's like, okay, so the families have one husband and then at least two or three wives and then a bunch of kids. But the guy's like a mailman. And I'm watching and I'm like, how do they pay for this? Like, there are people who can't even afford one family and he's got three. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I was coming up with the idea for this show, and I was writing all kind of questions, and I was like, Chrissy's not going to know the answer to any of these questions. I don't know. Because my questions are like, can polygamy work? Is monogamy overrated? I can't stop my question in my head, (laughs) which is, so polygamy seems, mostly, to only happen where there's a guy and a bunch of ladies, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that because, like... I don't know if I want three husbands. Like, like, it might be nice sometimes, but, like, dudes are a pain in the ass, and... No offense, uh, yeah, Producer John. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, I mean... 
had the same question. Like, like yeah. Is it because, or is it because these are super subservient women? And that's really annoying to me. And I think that's really gross. Like, uh, are these people like evolved where they share better or are they like, because I would never share in a million years. You couldn't, you, I would, I would, I would cut a bitch. Well, you know, it, <laughs> I had the same type of questions as I'm watching it unfold and I'm watching the dynamics between the people. I start to discover uh, or I start to notice some patterns where, first of all, the reason why they're in a polygamous family or they call plural marriage is because they feel like they've been called by God and that God, that by having multiple wives and lots of children, it somehow makes it so that you become a God in the afterlife or like it brings you closer to heaven. So they are doing it for religious reasons. Right. Right. I, I watched the whole Waco thing and whatever. And, you know, like you got to like spread your seed about and whatnot. But mm, all the people that I've seen who are the leaders of this type of situation, if I was God, <laughs> <laughs> they aren't necessarily the people and the types of people that I would choose to propagate my world with extras of. <laughs> I hear you. How was that? <laughs> that was that was like watching somebody go through the the, the lasers to get through the, to the prize. Well, one thing I noticed is that okay, so it's the they're doing it for religious reasons, and then. It seems like in the marriage, like for a hypothetical, like average plural marriage situation, just your average polygamist, just your, your average polygamist mm-hmm. has his first wife, and he and that's the one to whom he's legally married. Mm-hmm. The rest are just like emotional marriages, mm-hmm. and they're his they're his um, side pieces. Well, that's the thing. Like one of my questions was, is this really just? People who want to have side relationships who are just being open about it. Like, there's plenty of people who are in marriages and committed relationships. But the women aren't allowed, right? The women wouldn't be allowed. Right. And that was another one of my questions. What if the women decided they wanted to have more than one husband? I don't Mm -hmm. think that's allowed. But there's plenty of people who are in committed relationships. (laughs) Who have other relationships going on on the side. Mm-hmm. And the only difference is that people know about it versus not knowing about it. I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm against all of it. <laughs> I am. I, I, even though I've dated multiple people at the same time and I've been honest about it and we've talked about, you know, polyamory and we've talked about all that stuff. That is not my default thing. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm in a real relationship and if I am with someone... I want to be with only that person and I want that person to be with only me. And I don't, uh, I think it's like cool right now. It's like in vogue to be like, oh, you, you know, he, and he does his thing and he has it, you know, because not everybody can meet one another's emotional and physical and be everything to everyone. So, you know, like, like you're super enlightened or something by letting your spouse stray. And I don't agree with that at all. I like, I like, this topic makes me feel really yucky. Like, I just, I don't agree with that. I don't agree. Well, you know, like, he gets his emotional needs met by her, you know, but, you know, like, or he gets his physical needs met by her, but I'm his best friend. Bullshit. No, you're, you're either in it together or you're not. 
What I dis- what I noticed when watching this show was that there was one woman in the situation who felt that way, and that was the first wife. And she was like, oh, you know, this helps us to live beyond ourselves and to love unconditionally and to not be selfish and blah, blah, blah. And then the other wives, they call them wives, but they're not really wives. The other women, they don't seem happy in the slightest. But the... but. The they first can wife never seems get, okay with it. They can never get that, like, you know, like that status or that, quote, achievement or whatever. They're just in love with this guy and they're willing to do anything to be with the guy. I don't know that they're in love with him. I mean, they say they are, but. Well, they're in love with the stability of the situation or in their, they're in love with being taken care of or they're in love with, you know, some aspect of it. Or feeling like they are fulfilling the expectation of their family. Or they might feel trapped. They yeah. might feel at this point like, man, I got into this thinking it was going to be like fun, like hanging out with girls and, you know, and doing whatever. And it actually isn't. But here I am. And I think when you have backed yourself into a corner where you're part of this network of relationship, how do you get out of that and go? Because, like, so how are you like, look, I'm going to get divorced. I'm going to take my kids. I'm going to go down the street and I'm going to like form a more traditional union with someone, that's going to be pretty difficult, you know, because it's not just the pressure of your husband saying, no, I want to keep the family together. There's like four other women who are like, but you're part of this. And I parent these children too. And can you imagine like a custody arrangement? I thought about that because some of the moms or the the women, the wives, um, one in particular was really unhappy and she was Okay, so I'll back up. This is going to blow your mind. Oh, I'm I'm already. (laughs) So So the one guy, his brother dies of cancer. Okay. He has two wives. Mm -hmm. Before he died, he asked his brother, when I die, because he knew he was going to die, will you take my families? Okay. And the brother said he would if the women wanted to join his family. So the other three or four wives are not happy about the idea of two new wives coming in. Mm -hmm. And one of them voices her dissent and says, I'm not cool with this. And he basically says, well, then you could leave. Hmm. And so I wondered how difficult of a decision that would be and whether or not there are organizations that help women get out of that environment and start a new life. Well, it definitely seems like, you know, if you've chosen this lifestyle and you've made this freaking mailman the center of your life um that he gets to make all the choices so he gets to say we're gonna have 28 of us you know or whatever and i guess it is either you get on board or you don't you know and it's got to be damn near impossible to be the don't you know yeah i think it would depend on how trapped you felt and how little your kids were whether you had any type of income for your for yourself. One thing I noticed in this show is you never see the woman's parents. I'm sure. Like well, I mean that's how a lot of I'm sorry cuz this is just this is I didn't watch the show. I don't know these people, but a lot of the abuser relationships, a lot of um emotionally manipulative relationships are such that um the person who is the controller, whether they are male or female, seeks to isolate the person that they want to control from other people who might try to detract them from the lifestyle that they want. Yep. 
Yeah, and that leads me to another topic that I wanted. To uh, I mean, about. we're pretty clearly balancing <laughs> on the edge of some other topics. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, because that as I started going into the rabbit hole, and um, you know, I was watching the the show, and then I also have read the book Educated. Have you read Educated? I started it. I haven't finished it. it actually, um, can I tell a quick story? Yeah. My um, oh, it might make me cry. It's so beautiful. Um. My grandma, when I was a little, little kid, my grandma died when I was seven. Um, Every year for my birthday, she bought me a book. Mm -hmm. And when she died, my dad and I made a pact that every year um, for his birthday, I would buy him a car, a toy car, because that's what she always got for him. Mm -hmm. And he would buy me a book. Mm -hmm. And we would, like, fulfill her role, right? Don't get all weepy, because then I'll get weepy. I think I know where this is going. So so, um, when my dad died, I thought that I would never get a book again for my birthday and for my birthday last year my son got me educated oh wow! and he said um I just knew that you know that your daddy used to get you a book and he was like I didn't you you maybe didn't think I was paying attention but I just knew oh my gosh he, yeah so it was a whole decade Heather 10 years that I didn't get a book and I thought I was never going to get a book again and my little boy picked it up and now when my boy turns 16 mm-hmm. I will get him a car every year oh, <laughs> I love it so there's that and that lightened my heart thanks because I'm really uncomfortable with this polygamy <laughs> and abuse conversation <laughs> Well, okay, so have you so you have not finished reading the book Educated? I have not. Okay. If you don't like polygamy and abuse, don't read Educated. Well, yeah, the very beginning of it even I'm like, "Oh, damn." Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. It's There's intense. Mm-hmm. It's intense. I I couldn't believe what I was reading. And my my mom had read it and she encouraged me or she recommended it. It was like, "Oh, yeah, you're going to you're going to it's going to blow your mind." And I um and it did. It just I couldn't believe what I was reading. And then I also read um but but at the end of that book, I started to be really interested in fundamental Mormonism and just what that lifestyle is like in mm-hmm. general, because it's so different from what the way that I live. And one of my favorite historians, Laurel Thatcher Ulrich, who also is the woman who is um, attributed with coining the phrase... Um, well-behaved women rarely make history. Oh, yes. We talked about her. History. Yeah. She also, she uh, wrote a book called A House Full of Females. And it's about women's rights at the beginning stages of early Mormon church. And when polygamy first started becoming part of the Mormon church, and then when it was actually denounced by the Mormon church and became part of the fundamental sect interesting and it's very interesting and i will put a link up to both educated and a house full of females too um yeah yeah, it's 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 they're both really good but that had me going down the rabbit hole because i was very curious to know you know this is probably nosy personal and none of her business but she just can't help it you know Heather is just curious to know. I was curious to know. I know plenty of people who, in my life who are Mormon. And I know some people in my life who consider themselves to be fundamental Christians. And I also know people who consider both of those religious groups to be cults. 
And so I started wondering, what's the difference between what I'm seeing here and a cult? And I started looking into how to spot a cult and how to know whether or not you're part of one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, and so what part of what I was curious to know is whether or not you have had any experiences with cults or people who are in cults. I have not. And I kind of wish I had because I just am so I'm just I like people and people with different stories and different backgrounds and fun things to teach us. Now, I don't I don't know because it might be something that people don't talk about. You know, it might be something that, you know, that's why I'm curious. I don't get that. I don't get their pieces of information of, of what they've experienced i do know that you know down in like tampa there's the what was what that down there that they they got the um those people what's tom cruise the scientologist yeah 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 the scientologist i think they're kind of a cult right like cult-ish there's some cult-like characteristics well and there's a bunch of people down around there we can go do you want to go down to bradenton and like look about and see if we can find some some cult activities to discuss? <laughs> possibly i um i have some ways to tell whether or not you are in danger of being part of a cult like when you started talking about being isolated from your family mm-hmm. you know and yep. you know and, and having um strong doctrine of what to believe and you know being um kept or pressured from from seeing people who are not part of that mm-hmm. that doctrine um is a, is a sign mm-hmm. um and so i was kind of wondering about the same types of things of some people would say christianity is a cult well yeah i mean you know? some people would say that it's some just pe- a big one <laughs> right but then when you look at what what experts say the criteria of what a cult is um, then I think I'm not saying Christianity is a cult. I don't think here. that it is either. After reading the criteria of what is the difference between a group of people and a cult, I mean, some people would say, you know, I um, I meet with a group of people every Saturday and we all wear the same thing and we um, we have rituals and we all pay money towards the same sororities, thing. yeah, fraternities. It was a tailgate party. Yeah. We all wear our colors. Mm-hmm. We have a ritual of having food and drinks and cheering and watching mm-hmm. the sporting event, mm-hmm. and we all pay money to be part of it mm-hmm. and to support the cause. Is that a cult? It no, depends. I think that I think there has to be something in your in your searching there. And if I were to Chrissy's cursory cursory Google search it, I believe that there has to be something about the um, extension of control of your beliefs and freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, beware of any type of pressure. This is from um, a CBS News um, documentary, or not documentary, a um, 48 Hours um, show produced by Paul LaRosa. Um, and I will post this as well. Um, what constitutes a cult? Um, there are several factors. Beware of any type of pressure. Um, one of the most single, most important pieces of advice is any time that you are pressured to make a quick decision of um, of allegiance and um, becoming involved in something that, is, that feels sudden and a lot of pressure, that is a big clue. Be wary of any leader who proclaims him or herself as having special powers or special insight and, of mm-hmm. course, a direct path to God. Yeah, um, as you know, a couple months ago, I got really, I, I read The Helter Skelter, mm-hmm. and then I watched all the documentaries, right? and I totally spun out of control in The Helter Skelter, <laughs> and so I feel like, a, you know, like, all of those things were were 
directions that happened. Like some some of these girls that were involved in even the murders and whatnot just showed up at the ranch one day with like their four year old because they met this chicky chick on the street who was like, "I got a place you can stay. Come on up," you know. And they're like, "Oh, by the way, go have sex with um, you know, <laughs> with uh, Charlie," you know. And yeah, yeah. They many times will prey on vulnerable, lonely mm-hmm. people who are seeking direction and um, seeking um, a place to stay and people to accept them. Mm -hmm. And so many times they will exploit their members, especially financially. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when if you start noticing that somebody in your life is suddenly giving all of their money to an organization that you've just now heard of, um, that's a sign that they may be in some trouble and they may need some help. Um, and then, of course, the idea that if you leave the group, horrible things are going to happen to you, that you will not be able to survive that, um, you know, keeping you involved by any means necessary um, and being wary of outsiders and people who are um, who who speak against the ideals that the group is trying to instill in you. I think, Heather, that, you know, when I was talking about abuse and whatnot and I was saying that you're kind of on the individual level like one person can do this to one other person you know one person can isolate you and take control of your life and make you dependent on them and you know we consider that abuse and we consider that you know a, a, a big problem obviously and I think a cult is the same thing on a broader level it's a person whose control extends beyond just one other person you know it extends to an entire family unit an entire community and structure which is pretty crazy like those are people to you know, to study and to like to I mean there's there's a lot there there's a lot there mm-hmm. and it was 20 years ago or so that I noticed and realized that I was being recruited to join a cult. <gasps> what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it when you save something like this. You just let me talk about nonsense when we could be talking about you joining a cult. I never joined. Oh. I did not join because I knew these signs. I It was creepy and weird. And I started doing some did research. Did you wear a white robe? No. Did you wear flowers in your hair? No. no, but it was very odd. Tell me, tell me, tell me. So this was it Scientology? Was, it was not Scientology. Oh, we're it in was, Florida. You know. It's the International Church of Christ. Okay. Which um, when... <laughs> I was, I lived here in Tallahassee, um, and Robbie had met somebody, I can't remember where, um, but it started off very innocently. So of, what, you're in your 20s, you're like a mm-hmm, young couple, mm-hmm. no kids yet? No kids, okay, okay, no okay. kids. Um, and it started off very innocently being invited to a cookout, mm-hmm. and by people who were extremely nice extremely nice Mm -hmm. and we both like we we went to the cookout and then and everybody was very very nice and and um eerily normal like it was strange how nice they were it was like they were not really people Mm. i don't know how to explain that um but we both felt odd we both like they were people who learned how to act around normal people kind of yeah yeah okay um and they were um they were super super welcoming and friendly and we both felt like it was odd and that that there was something weird about it and then i was super curious of course (laughs) i was like 
this is weird. This is interesting. So they invited us to um, another thing. Mm-hmm. So we, I think after our first time meeting up with them for something, and it was it was very church-based. It was like a Bible study kind of thing. And we both felt like these these people are, there's something off here. There's something mm-hmm. weird going on. But we went to another gathering and um did you force robbie to go to another thing because you were so interested no because i think that he he had become friends with one of the people and the thing that that tipped us off was it seemed like whatever we said we were interested in they were all super interested in it too Mm. and i was kind of they're trying to build some rapport they're trying to build Mm -hmm. rapport and Mm -hmm. so i would kind of plant the conversation with things just to see whether or not they would would then go in the direction that I was leading. Mm-hmm. And it became very obvious that the goal of interacting with us was to ensnare us. Mm-hmm. So um, so we go home and I immediately, oh, okay. So during the second interaction with them, mm-hmm. they have brought in people from out of town. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they start talking about their church mm-hmm. and inviting us to come to church with them mm-hmm. and asking where do we go to church and blah, 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 blah. And so I'm, of course, asking all kinds of questions and pretending like I'm super interested. And um, some of the people who were there were from Pensacola. Mm-hmm. So like three hours away. Right. And they said that they drive to Tallahassee every weekend to go to church. And I was like, wow, that's a really far way mm-hmm. to drive for church. And they're like, well, it's a really, it's a really great it's church. It's our church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so we go home and I get online and I start googling Mm -hmm. and i start learning what this organization is and i start reading and if you if you look up the international church of christ Mm -hmm. you'll learn a lot and it it started in um, gainesville at the university of florida i think that's what i've read okay and um they recruit heavily on college campuses and look for people who um are looking for a place to be um and looking for people to hang out with so somebody who um you know is maybe in a high achiever who likes to please mm-hmm. or a young married couple or you know anytime when i think whenever your demographics might m- might fit the the facade that they're trying to create mm-hmm. um but i started noticing cracks in the conversation noticing that they were referring to a budget that they had been given for these barbecues. Mm. And so I started realizing these are recruiting events. Mm -hmm. And I started getting more and more curious and digging and digging. And then finally my mom was like, you've got to get out of this. You've got to stop or you're going to end up part of a cult. She's like, I'm not okay with with how far this is going. And so then we both got out. But I did go to a baby shower. um, And the baby shower was really, really interesting. I'm sure. Yeah, it was interesting. And then I came home and I was like, we can't hang out with these people anymore. Wow. Yeah, and we never heard from them again. Once we made it clear that we were not interested in going to their church, uh, they were not interested in being our in, friends like, anymore. like being friends or no. something? No. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm delighted that you <laughs> didn't join the cult so that we could be here today to do this show. I could have been a polygamist. You never know. You, no. <laughs> I think that if you were like, Robbie, I think we should become polygamous. He'd be like, no, like dealing with you is enough. 
seriously. <laughs> like, okay, so I was talking about this with my friend Pickles, and we were like, who wants more than one husband? Like, right. <laughs> like, like I could see the appeal of more than one wife, but more than one husband? I I don't know. I don't see the appeal of more than one of either. <laughs> like, it's, it, a family is already a lot to manage. Seriously. Well, I was um, trying to find sister wives on Netflix, Hulu, Prime, anything I get my hands on because I was so into learning about this and kind of preparing for the show. And so I was um, complaining to Robbie that I couldn't get it on anything. And he turns around. He's like, just to be clear, I'm not interested in practicing polygamy with you. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say, I guess the only pro to, to the polygamy, like I've said before that I actually quite like divorce um because you know you get a break and stuff you know so that might be all right you know that's one thing that robbie said when, when but you know what else works for that friends like <laughs> you friends don't have to marry fine. them you know actually you, you can be like hey or babysitters or right. you know like yeah. the, it's the same purpose it's fine somebody else to watch your kids for a minute so that you can go bond with your person you know? he was watching he was watching it with me for like an episode or so because i was we were in the same room and he turns around once in a while and he's like that guy must be the most stressed out guy <laughs> he's like that's a lot of people to keep happy he never gets a break like does he ever have any time to himself he's got all of those people to pay for and manage isn't it funny that like i feel zero sympathy for the polygamous man like i feel like i'm like you know what it made your bed lie in it you know like yeah the women like i yeah i don't i don't care for that but that's because of the kind of woman that i am right you know like it's just so unacceptable to me and it's so outside of my thought processes you know yeah i was watching these women and just incredulous and and um just kind of like shouting at the screen and and not being able to believe what i was hearing Mm -hmm. but it was really interesting and it did lead me down this rabbit hole of um of cults and so you know i was kind of thinking that it would be fun to hear from our listeners about because i'm curious to know have you ever been recruited to be part of a cult do you know anybody who's been part of a cult and you've had to like deprogram them I am so excited that you shared that story. I really am because I, I, I've never talked to someone before who was <laughs> recruited to a cult, and now I have. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm so happy. Thank you. <laughs> Fulfilled a lifelong dream. How um, you- people oh. should also watch the Waco thing. It's really mm-hmm. good. Watch the Helter Skelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, get, get into that. Story. Get all of that. Yeah. yeah. And? Until next time. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.